0: Welcome. I'm Kevin Scott, one of the story architects of Star Wars The High Republic.
1: This is Dominic Pace, who plays with the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian.
0: Hi, I'm Claudia Gray. I write Star Wars books. And you're listening. And you are listening to Star Wars comics and canon. The force is strong with this one. <laughs>
1: Hello there and welcome to Star Wars Comics in Canon, your guide to the wider Star Wars canon through the comic book lens. And to take you on this journey, I'm your host, Mike Burton. And so we are here for a discussion about Kenobi, or Obi-Wan Kenobi, as the TV series is called. The six-part TV series, but two parts dropped on the same day. So it's Kind of more like five parts. Which
0: makes so much sense.
1: It's like, oh, we're sorry for delaying it for two days. And then it's like, I hear have two. Is so. that? I'm I'm glad, for a variety of reasons which we'll get into, so spoilers will be ahead, um, but this is going out to all of my audience on Genuine Chit Chat and also Star Wars Comics and Canon or the Comics and Motion family. And in this episode, I'm joined by Megan, as you just heard, and then in the future episodes will just be on the feed of Comics and Motion or on the Genuine Chit Chat YouTube channel uh, over the coming four weeks, and we'll have an array of different guests, but for this special occasion, it's just me and Megan.
0: What a special little treat for you. Everyone gets... Tired, Megan. What a nice little treat for everyone End out there. End of the week, Megan. End of half-term, Megan.
1: Yeah, yeah, so you're starting. Well, you're now on the holiday, so you need to be extra peppy. So peppy. Yeah, we're also in the middle of uh, sorting our house as well, or sorting our house. We've got a house and we're doing it up and dripping off wallpaper and painting and all kinds of other things. So busy and also tired as well. Because that's where all our is going. Apart from here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's one of my favourite characters uh, ever. If people haven't listened uh, on Genuine Chit Chat the last two weeks, I've uh, put out, like, a prequel sort of thing to this, uh, where me and Ben of Star's timeline spoke about how we feel about Kenobi, what we like about the character, that sort of thing. Uh, and... So check that out, obviously. And so this series set 10 years after episode three. It's about nine years before A New Hope, nine um, years before the Battle of Yavin, as the timeline is called. And so Obi-Wan was about 48 years old. And so, Megan, mm. Kenobi as a character. Everyone knows my opinion of it because they obviously tuned into the previous episodes. I'll have him. Um, but what do you think of Kenobi? I like him. I like him. I
0: like him. Yeah, I like Kenobi. He's probably one of my favourite
1: characters as well. Mm. Do you prefer, is like Alec Guinness' Kenobi your favourite? Is Ewan no, McGregor's? Ewan McGregor. What about Clone Wars or McGregor? I know it's slightly different. But...
0: It is different. I mean, the problem is is that you've got Episode 2 in there, aren't you? So like, his <laughs> acting's not great in Episode 2. Well, it's not, it's not his acting. It's, it's the, the dialogue. Mm. Um, but in the Clone Wars series, it develops the character so much more so I I don't really know but I do like Obi-Wan he is one of my faves
1: yeah yeah and I just read the uh, or listened to the audiobook of Brotherhood by Mike Chen so I'll be releasing a review of that on the Patreon Um, and so this series were you very excited about this series coming out
0: um have you watched
1: the trailer did it change your mind at all
0: not really like and this doesn't take (laughs) it it's gonna sound really mean oh here we go
1: (laughs) throw it I didn't expect this (laughs)
0: But because go. you've been so excited about it, <laughs> like it's been, and this is no rudeness intended, it's been a bit annoying. <laughs> like Mike's been like a a child waiting for Christmas for this show to come out. So it literally every moment he's like, "Can we watch the trailer?" I mean, I'm I, like, "We've watched it three the times." The past like couple of weeks, Mike's been asking specifically to watch the trailer, and it's like, oh, "Okay, I'm why?" In the and yeah, and then there's like other things that you wanted to watch as well, like 10 things that you need to know about something, which is from, um, Star Wars Explained. Yeah, Alex and Molly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, th- I feel like Mike's excitement for this covers anyone else's in the world <laughs> need to be excited for this show so i haven't been overly excited but to be honest as you said at the beginning it's it's been a bit mental recently you haven't had time to think about anything like stranger things <laughs> i haven't even out had t- i haven't had time to think about the programs that i am obsessed with like there was a new series of a rupaul series which mm. i didn't even know about because it's been so busy yeah
1: um yeah i, I like stranger things literally come out as like today as well it's like well i don't have time for that at the no. moment it's, we're
0: Dealing with house stuff, we've got I, a trip tomorrow, it's like... Yeah, I, I like... I w- I was excited, I was looking forward to it, but I wasn't, like, running to no. watch it. I mean, K-
1: Kenobi, the way he is, and you, the way you've known him, has only really been a part of your life for a few years.
0: Yeah, I am, I am intrigued to know what happens in that time period in between. Yeah. But, like... It is a there's just a, there's a lot of content. There's mm. there's always so much content that it's just a bit overwhelming. I've got so I'm, coming out soon as well. I'm in no rush to watch anything because there is so much content. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really been watching much at all in
1: the real time. We still haven't finished Lego Skywalker Saga. There's loads of things that we're just Yeah, people, um, certain people in Comics of Motion even know about this because they're going through basically the same thing, which is, yeah, purchasing a house and then having to do it all up and strip off all people and that stuff is very tiring and quite stressful and moving in dates, closing in, etc. But anyway, Kenobi for me has been the escape. It's been the thing I've been looking forward to. It's like in the, in all the stress and stuff. It's like, yeah, but on this Friday I get to watch like two hours of Kenobi, which is. I don't know what... I should have looked up what the screen time is of Kenobi over the prequels, but it's probably all in all over three films that are about two to two and a half hours long. It's probably on screen him about two hours, I imagine. About a third of the time.
0: Maybe. the know. first
1: one, he's not really in it that much, but then the second one, he's in quite a lot, and then the third one, obviously, is in a lot. So
0: mm-hmm. I imagine
1: he's got two to three hours screen time. So we've almost seen as much Kenobi in these two episodes as we have in the three movies. Correct. Mm. And for me, when I grew up with Kenobi... Uh, you know because I grew up with the prequels, so he's all and he was always my favorite character. So for me, it was just like when Revenge of the Sith finished, it was like, Oh, no more Kenobi! and obviously, we got Clone Wars, but I didn't watch that till later. Yeah, yeah, so I was definitely more excited, definitely. But I didn't want to clarify, I did not make Megan watch the trailer every day or anything silly like that. It was once an hour, that was not true. Once an hour on the dot, oh my god, I, <laughs> I, that would have ruined it for me. No, we watched it three. Four times over the last few months? I mean, there's two trailers, so
0: all in all. I don't know, but you don't really need to watch trailer more than once, do you really? You don't, you're really excited. <laughs> <laughs> not, if, uh, not if you're Tonya.
1: Tonya doesn't. But um, anyway, so we are talking about Kenobi, obviously. Um, let's talk about the first episode. So it starts off with a recap, which I was not expecting. I liked the recap. Sense. I thought it was nice. Yeah, I mean, we did a little recap because we watched Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith semi-recently. Yeah. Um or oh, into the sif this week. But yeah, I liked the recap, I thought it was intriguing. And obviously we're gonna kinda of dot around here, but obviously finding how much they put about Qui-Gon in there, and then because Obi Wan mentioned Qui-Gon, it's kind of like a thing where I just wanna put the prediction out of there. I think Qui-Gon's gonna come into it right at the very end. I think it's gonna be like the last episode. We're gonna get him talking about Qui Gon.
0: Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon? <laughs>
1: so then there was the um, Order 66 montage and uh, yeah
0: they went straight in with Order 66 like even I I even said out loud I was like oof okay Mm. going straight in there straight to Order 66 alright
1: yeah and the um, the actress who played the Jedi Master who's uh, protecting the younglings was someone called uh, Ming Kui and they're a stunt double a coach and a mentor of Ming Na Wen who played Fennec Shand in uh, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett so it's cool that she's got her own character as well as being obviously an important part of the Star Wars universe so I thought that's worth mentioning but I, I really like how it's almost i are looking for an excuse to just anything we can do about order 66 because it was such a horrendous tragedy across the galaxy obviously it was like a genocide it was a religious culling of these beings uh, of all different obviously races and etc but there's so many stories you could do about it
0: yeah well and again we don't know any information about it about what order 66 really like we know why it happens
1: mm.
0: and we know how it happens but you don't really know much of the aftermath apart from, like, the Bad Batch.
1: Yeah, it's the Bad Batch and then Jedi Fallen Order. But Jedi Fallen Order only connects with, like... That, that gets another Order 66 part in it that's really good. And then you just see the aftermath of that one sort of character and then a couple of other characters kind of come into it. But yeah, there's not... I was expecting them to do, like, a big comic series or, like, some movies or a series or something about, like, post order 66 like just like i'd love to, to do one where it's like an anthology whereas like i wonder if tales of the jedi which is coming out might be that but like each episode being a different order 66 thing some survivors some not holding out for quinn Loss, voss that's what i want that's who i want to come into it um but obviously then after the order 66 montage which is cool and brutal and i've got i think that you know i think it's quite heavily hinting that reva or um reva reva the inquisitor she was among those younglings
0: yeah, I think she's the one that spoke. She's the one that said, let's run away, because then the Grand Inquisitor said that they found her in the, like, dumpster. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. What Do you
1: have any predictions about her and why she hates Kenobi so much?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe because he didn't make Anakin stay on the light side, and that's why all of the younglings died.
1: Mm. That's a very good point. Because I'm
0: assuming down. she doesn't know that Anakin is Vader. Like... No one knows that, really, do they?
1: She says it in the...
0: Oh, yeah, of course she does. She says it in the second episode, yeah. one of the last lines. Um, So, yeah, maybe that. Maybe Mm. because, yeah, Obi-Wan wasn't there to protect them. Mm. That she fell to the dark side, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons I wrote it down. Um, I was like, potentially... Yeah, she sees Anakin killing them and knows Obi-Wan was connected to him so like blames him. That's one of the main things I wrote down. Um or she potentially saw Obi-Wan in the temple later on and didn't get saved or something. Or he didn't. Or maybe she just
0: No, hit. because when they went to the temple it was way after. I suppose that was true. Cuz it was it's Obi-Wan and Yoda that go to the temple together. Mm, yeah,
1: yeah. It's probably yeah, cuz after everyone was gone. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is probably what we what you said, what I wrote down.
0: Well, we shall see, I, I suppose.
1: Her obsession. With-
0: unless unless she's just so dedicated to Vader that mm. she wants to get Obi-Wan for him. Mm, because yeah. he said she she mentions that Vader's been looking him for him for the past ten years. Yeah. So, yeah, unless she's just so dedicated to Vader that... Mm, that might be it. That she wants to get Obi-Wan to get higher in the ranks, I guess, I don't know.
1: Yeah, get on Vader's good side. Yeah. Try and become the Grand Inquisitor, I guess maybe 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 so it starts off in tatooine and things and there's you know that bar visit and the inquisitors are there and it kind of does that thing where when it started i was like okay this is not going to be they're not going to be hunting kenobi to begin with then they go in that bar and there's that other guy who's a jedi or a force user and i was like yeah they're not going to do that but then it does that stuff of kenobi where he's cutting the meat and all those sort of things and you're watching him just kind of plod around and it's fine i really did enjoy it but you can see why they released two episodes i found
0: yeah i feel like a lot of bits of him cutting chunks of meat and folding up the napkin and putting it into his shirt could have probably been cut out i suppose it's just kind of it's just showing his monotonous life yeah it's just showing that he's got a mundane boring solitary life that's Mm. that's the purpose of that isn't it yeah yeah and he has no friends he doesn't talk to anyone. Mm. Even the people that he does talk to, they want him to piss off. Like, yeah. Owen literally tells him to go away. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's just showing that he's a completely different person to what he was pre-Order 66.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the trauma that he went through. Because that's something that's being explored in Star Wars a bit more. Like, Jedi Fallen Order explores that concept of trauma and, like, what it does to someone living through something like Order 66 and having to cut yourself off from the Force and all these other things. And this is kind of this is what I was hoping for. You know, this show is it didn't go the way I did. Like, obviously we are we've already said some minor spoilers, but we are clarifying here, we're talking about both episodes, part
0: one and part two, and spoilers we're gonna kinda dot around. And I'm sorry because they are gonna merge into one because we watched them back to back. So (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So with
1: them the big reason that Kenobi leaves Tatooine, which was kind of the question from everyone. Uh, when you watch the trailers, you see there's other places, and it's the insinuation is heavily he's not just going to stay on Tatooine. So, what's the reason from leaving? And I had thought about it of like what what reason could they give? I thought maybe kidnapped him. I thought maybe he saved someone from getting attacked by Inquisitors. They got they kidnapped him, and then he had to like escape Vader or something. That's kind of what I thought before I saw the trailer necessarily, or no, when, after I saw the trailer and actually before that when I kind of knew the general idea. What do you think about how they got? Kenobi off. Like, Did you have any idea that was coming?
0: Oh, no, I had no clue. I thought it was smart. Um, mm. I find Leia annoying. <laughs> but I, and uh, like, controversial opinion, find her a little bit jarring in the films as well. No, you, you find Carrie Fisher jarring in... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It is controversial. It is controversial. I just, yeah, I don't know. I find her a bit jarring sometimes. Mm. Um, and She's just a spoiled brat in this. she's a spoiled brat she is very very smart and she's witty yeah which is good like the the portrayal of the character is good I think it links to how Leia is as an adult she obviously matures a lot but Mm. um, she's just she's a spoiled little brat I wouldn't. I wouldn't describe her as a sport brat. When I, she's with Obi Wan, she's literally like running away from him. He's. She's not listening to any of his like. I mean, she's,
1: she's clever. Not... She's like suspicious because she's like brutal. no. I, I get
0: that, but like he's like okay. You need to be careful. You need to do this. You need to do this, and then she like runs away, and because she didn't stay where he told her to, mm. she then saw the thing on the watch saying that there was a bounty after him, and then led, jumped to conclusions, and yeah. then ran away. Yeah. If she had just stayed where he told her to stay then they wouldn't be running away. <laughs>
1: True, but she is a 10-year-old in a very stressful situation.
0: I know, I know.
1: And uh, you teach children, you know how I don't they teach
0: 10-year-olds. 11? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I've, I really liked... Young Leia. I When it came out, I was like, "Oh, we're going to get a little Young Leia thing just as a moment to kind of do a parallel of like, oh, cool, let's see yeah. what she's doing compared to what Luke's doing,' and then let's just kind of move
0: well. Yeah, on. we haven't really se- we haven't seen Luke really. We've seen him from a distance. So, I mean, the, yeah, the trailer is basically see. he was to see. just like, well, we saw him sat on the like roof of the house pretending to be a pilot.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, but that's fine, um, and you can kind of, sort of run about a little. Bit,
0: and also, but... we've seen Luke in enough stuff, like.
1: And we're probably going to see him
0: in a lot more stuff
1: as well. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be, yeah, all the other series he's going to pop up in. Apart from Andor, he won't pop up in that. I hope that would be bad. But um anyway, yeah, so I really like the Leia parts and I'm really happy to got Jimmy Smith back uh, to be Bail. I love Bail Organa. He's so cool. And I think he's going to be in the Cassian Andor show as well because he's in Rogue One. Um
0: Yeah. You like Bail? Yeah, I like Bail Organa. Why don't you marry him? All right, I will. Happily. I can speak to him in Spanish.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, because he's in... uh, The actor is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: And in The Heights. Of course he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, But no, Bail Organa is cool. I really like him.
1: Yeah, he's a great character. And I I like seeing more of him. He's he's awesome. And I like being able to see Alderaan because you don't really get to see it. You see it very. Well, you get to see it when it blows in. up. <laughs> well, you see it from a distance, and then uh, after poster death style. But you do get to see it like at the end of Revenge of the Sith for like a few seconds when you've got Brea and Bale holding the baby. Oh yeah. And I Quite like how Brea, she's the queen, and Bale's the senator, so she's the one who's it's, it's mirroring Naboo, whereas a monarchy. Yeah. And so it's a, it's queens and things. And I, I, I don't know the politics enough to know if they were like uh, elected and things. But it's not specifically relevant. Um, but I liked Brayer in this as well. I like seeing Leia's parents. And we haven't really seen much of Leia at this time. Like we've got there's a Claudia Gray book called uh, Leia Princess of Alderaan that's really good. It's about when she's like 16 ish, a few years before. A New Hope. But yeah, so we move on from that. And obviously it goes back to Kenobi and things. And it kind of flits between the two of them. But then you get that conversation between Ben and Owen. And and then you get the scene where the Inquisitors have got all the people out and threatened.
0: There isn't conversation between Bail Organa and Obi-Wan in the first episode, is there? This is what I mean. They've merged. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, I said, um, Owen. Owen and Ben. Yeah, I know, but I'm just clarifying oh, for I myself.
1: See. Yeah, not...
0: That all happens in the second episode, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's when... No.
0: <laughs> this is what I mean. They've merged. I can't remember. I think it,
1: it, maybe. No, I think it's at the end of the
0: first episode. Right, okay. Anyway, yeah, so he meets up yeah, Ob- yeah,
1: in the first episode, Bael and Brea ask him to help via um, the hologram. Oh, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. at the end, um, he goes back into his cave, and then yeah, 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 he's there, and then that's more or less... He leaves on the transport, and that's where it ends. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so it is in part one.
0: <laughs> Sorry, everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it is hard. It is hard when you um, split them together and things. Um, but, yeah, it's quite sad, obviously, seeing Kenobi in that way, but that's kind of the prediction of what we kind of thought he was going to be like, Um but it is, obviously, Hugh McGregor's great at acting. He's just been living
0: in a cave. Must
1: suck. Ten He's years literally been
0: living in a cave for 10 years. He has nothing.
1: Yeah, think about like our lives now and think about where you were 10 years ago.
0: Was that when you started uni? 10 years ago? What year are we? 2022. 10 years ago is the year that I started university. So imagine... Between, so 10 years in September.
1: So imagine, all, obviously, we are younger than Obi-Wan is, as confirmed. He's 48 in this. So he was about 38 in... Uh, revenge of the sith i think and so in that 10 years of that of just living in a cave is just and doing that boring cutting job i assume and very little else and just having to have <laughs> like the most conversations he ever has with that jawa which i did enjoy i did enjoy the jawa yeah that was nice i did like that i like how other sh- style showrunners are just like
0: let's put your jawas in loads of things they love putting jawas and stuff and what they've also been doing recently is like turning the villains into like not villains Right. Like, they did it with the sand people. Yeah. Like, you always saw them as villainous, and then in Mandalorian, he kind of, like, shows that they're civil if you work with them Mm. as opposed to against them. And then, obviously, you always see Jawas, like, stealing shit and, (laughs) like, kidnapping droids and stuff. But then it's, like still being naughty because obviously it's stolen stuff from obi-wan and it's trying to sell it back to him yeah but like there seems to be some sort of like comical Mm. element to it it seems that they're making those like kind of like background slight baddies Mm. into having a bit more character to them so that we understand them a bit better yeah you get about some of the culture which i quite like yeah that's one of the things i love
1: about star wars even when nothing in particular is necessarily going on a lot of the time you're still getting lore from you know uh in the cantina watching people eat or drink or things or just gamble or just do stuff like just seeing people live in this galaxy and seeing all these different species
0: or when you yeah when you have the species this is like a typical star wars like not trope but that's the word i'll use when you have a landscape and then you've got a rock and then the close-up is an animal doing something and then in the background you see a speeder <laughs> yeah. or a ship come into the yeah. foreground is a is a very classic Star Wars thing. I'm it pretty is. sure I've seen it in every single film. It's more or less. Um and we saw it in episode two, the little like I don't think it was a womp rat, but No,
1: I I almost wrote down the name of that thing, but I just thought if I'm writing down everything. But,
0: yeah, thing, that thing scuttles across and then you see the ship come into view.
1: Yeah, I can't remember if that that might have been a womp rat I mean but um I can't fully really remember. But yeah so Really, the the whole of the first episode is just kind of getting used to seeing what state Kenobi's in and he has the nightmares and things. And I think they did the clever idea of putting the second part in because it, it really gets the plot moving. The first thing is where Kenobi is and why he his current situation is changing. Why, at this point, is this going on? And I think it very nicely, with the recap as well, really allows any kind of fan to really understand what's going on. Like, yeah. they really help people, whereas... For other movies, like I know this is a slightly different thing, but in Crimes of Grindelwald, where they changed Grindelwald and basically made... They didn't (laughs) say anything about it, it. and Dumbledore called him by his first name when they sat down. And I was like, did they just call him by his first name? I was like, I don't know Grindelwald's first name that well. It's Geralt. It's Geralt. Geralt Grindelwald. Now I'm doubting myself. (laughs) We interrupt this Kenobi discussion for a talk on Megan's favourite franchise... The Wizarding World, but Megan doesn't like Fantastic Beasts quite as much as Harry Potter.
0: Gellert, sorry, it's is Gellert. Gellert Grindelwald. I was like, as soon as I said Gellert, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's wrong because that's the Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> Gellert Grindelwald. Didn't sound right. Yeah,
1: and, but when they did that, it was like there was just no reference to it. Whereas I know this; they haven't changed the act or anything, but it's kind of setting the scene because that's one of the the main questions I get asked by people either at work or elsewhere. And it's not anyone who does ask me this question who's listening. I'm not. This is not a problem. I get asked this, but it's that people always go, "When is this set?" Like, even when Rogue One was coming out there, like, when is this set in the timeline? Because I think where Star Wars on the like the visual dictionaries and things like that, they go in-depth into when everything is. Outside of that, they don't really talk about it. Like, I don't even really think in the movies it tells you it's been 19 years between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. I no, think it's it doesn't. Just, I think it's just, like, all the content that's come out of biographical information about Luke and Leia is that they were, I think George Lucas said in an interview, they were 19 years old at A New Hope. So, it, him just saying that as a... him establishing that as the guy creator or being like they're 19 years old that is the the tie that holds them together of that kind of that time yeah um, i can't remember exactly where i was going with that
0: <laughs> i don't know just either. go
1: off on one about that but oh yeah it was because it, they they did it well establishing where it is halfway through yeah so, but they
0: also did say 10 years later didn't they after order 66 yeah
1: but people don't wouldn't if people don't know that luke and leia are yeah. 19 years old then they show leia at 10 and you're like oh I get it. Right, is quite, I everything is really easily points to where things are on the timeline. Um so anyway, episode 2 kind of starts you meet the character um Haja Estri.
0: I feel like that actor just plays the same character. He does play Cause the Because this of, this character that was his name Haja. Uh it's yeah, Haja Estri. Haja Estri is very much the same character as the one so, from Eternals.
1: Yes, yes it is. I'm just I'm trying to remember what the um what the character in Eternals is called. I can remember almost none of their names in Eternals.
0: Kamel Nanjiani is the name of the actor and this is something that Mike does where I he do, feels like, the need to look everything up and it just takes so long and it's wholly unnecessary it is but I feel like if I don't say it and people are like oh what was that thing and it's on like the tip of their tongue do you know they what they that's called Mike that's called over thinking well, no, just that, get on with it <laughs>
1: no, I find when I look things when I listen to a podcast and people are talking about stuff and then they can't think of who what an actor's name is and then they don't look it up Um, it's uh, Kingo
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm never going to remember that because I didn't like that film. It wasn't for you. It was for the lovely listeners. Okay, well, don't watch the film because it's not that good. I actually, That's Eternals. I by the actually way. enjoyed Eternals. Anyway. I thought it was good. Anyway.
1: Um, but yeah, obviously he does those sort of tricks and things, the kind of fake Jedi tricks and I liked those elements. I quite like people trying to use the kind of idea of a Jedi to their own gain. It seems like a real world it's thing. It's not what the would Jedi do. would do. No, it isn't, but people by that point, 10 years later, wouldn't really know, especially if you grew up without them. And obviously, there are only like 10,000 Jedi at the time of the prequels across the whole galaxy. Along Coruscant, there's like a trillion people just there. Yeah. So, most people don't get to interact with Jedi. Um, But you get this call back and forth with Leia and Kenobi, sort of when they're running through the streets and things, and obviously, Megan already pointed out that she runs away.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've jumped way ahead.
1: Well, I was going to... Oh, okay. I suppose there's the bit where... Like, she hasn't even... You
0: haven't even... She hasn't even oh my god, what is wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs> with <laughs> Why can't
0: I speak? She hasn't even been kidnapped yet. Well,
1: yeah, that is a good point. It's just because we, we flitted. <laughs>
0: Suddenly, up. she's on this random planet.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so she obviously gets kidnapped and we, well, that's what happened at the end. We spoke about we already spoke about Bail and Brea contacting Obi Wan. So yeah, but
0: we didn't say that she actually got kidnapped.
1: Okay, well, she guys, she
0: got kidnapped. She even got though kidnapped. you know,
1: because you <laughs> uh, you've already either don't watch my spoilers, but yes, she got kidnapped, and then Kenobi uh, gets her free by using that spice bomb. I kind of like his disguise, his like spying around, like sneaking around stuff. Yeah, but for the first half, he's really careful and wears all the disguises, and then the second half, he just
0: this is the thing. This is, is what I yeah, this is what I said. He had his hood down, and he's got like a shit ton of people around. Looking for him, he's got mm. a bounty on his head. Yeah, he just takes his hood down. I'm like, okay, you're getting, you're getting layer loads of new clothes. Get yourself some new clothes. Well, where's your Get face? Get a hat. Where's something on your face? Like, wear one of those scarves. Like, put your hood up. <laughs> do something. You're literally just walking around with your face out.
1: I know they couldn't do this, um, but it would make. Well, they should shave. shave. They could if he shaved, it would actually. If he shaved him, like put something over his face, like he wouldn't have the classic Kenobi look, but it would actually make a lot of sense. But anyway, um, hashtag Shave Kenobi. So <laughs> th- we get a lot of, so in um, these episodes, what I really like is you get a lot of perspective from the baddies, in a sense, you know, the Inquisitors and Reva, and you get her clashing with the Grand Inquisitor and also with the Fifth Brother quite a lot. Yeah. And the Fifth Brother is in uh, Star Wars Rebels. He's, do you know who I'm speaking about?
0: Yeah, the blue guy.
1: Yeah, he's like a greyish, chalky sort of
0: yeah the blue oh, yeah. yeah
1: color he's in rebels and he's also in uh charles Saul's 2017 darth vader comics that i tackled a oh, while yes, ago yes that a while that's a ago. particular favorite of mine that one megan has not read any styles comics apart from like one issue of obi-wan anakin while we we're waiting for a back massage because we had to go one at a time and so i just took a comic um anyway yeah so the 2017 charles Saul comic vader comics some of the best styles comics so definitely read those um but yeah, so it's cool seeing these characters appear, and there's also the fourth sister who appears, who I'd not seen before, and she's only appeared in one other thing that I haven't read, and that is the Return to Vader's Castle comics by IDW Publishing. Oh my
0: god, are you even a Star Wars fan if you haven't read well, Return I've got to them. Vader's Castle?
1: Well, because yeah, there's, there's the uh, Tales of Vader's Castle, which I've got and I tackled at Halloween on the podcast, and then oh. there's... Return to Vader's Castle, and oh, there's also ghosts of Vader's Castle. And they always come out at Halloween, so I am at some point soon probably going to tackle these. But well,
0: you've let us all down. I have for not for not reading that comic book. Yeah,
1: so tell when I've got it as well. I
0: hope you feel the weight of that shame on your shoulders now. It is it is making me all to cry.
1: It is is <laughs> very devastating.
0: But yeah, I liked all these, and
1: the Grand Inquisitor. Like, obviously, we knew him from Star Wars Rebels. So, what did you think about his live action portrayal?
0: I'm not going to lie, I had to look up the Grand Inquisitor to remind myself what he actually looked like, mm. and then I was like, yeah, I can see why I probably don't recognise him. Like, the makeup is obviously the same, mm. and I know that, because I've, I've heard it, and when I saw the picture of the cartoon one, or animated one, um, it made me remember that I've heard this, is that his head's too small.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's not long that's enough, everyone's the, the lines aren't dark enough, I think, honestly.
0: Because yeah. it wouldn't matter
1: as much. If the cre- uh, the species, which are the um, the Powans, weren't in episode three, when he goes to Utapau, when he finds Grievous, that guy walks up to him and he's got, um, and he's like, there, there's battle droids upstairs. Yeah. That guy is the same species as the Grand Inquisitor. So it's like, we've already but seen isn't the actually. But is it the
0: actual Grand Inquisitor? Because obviously at the end of that second episode, spoilers, which obviously at this point, whatever, he gets stabbed. With yeah. a lightsaber. So I don't know if that's just the makeup of the Grand Inquisitor, or is that the actual species?
1: I mean, it's meant to be... The, um, the Grand Inquisitor is that species, and I think it's meant to be the same character. It's going to probably be healed by Bacta or something, right. I imagine. Because even, like, when I watched Star Wars Celebration last night, and I watched a lot of these little 10-minute interviews with people, and one of them was with... Uh, Rupert something, um, which is the guy who plays Rupert Grant, everyone. <laughs> who plays the Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> and then uh, Moses Ingram, who plays Reaver. And when they were talking about it, Rupert specifically mentioned that he watched Rebels, and they want to make sh- and they that's how what well, they based mm. the character on. So, yeah, I guess, I guess. So you heal. know what he's in Rebels, which is after this. And if people who are listening, have watched Obi Wan Kenobi, and you haven't watched Rebels, shame on you, because Rebels is absolutely incredible. You it is rather to, good. Don't even need to necessarily watch Clone Wars beforehand. Just watch Rebels. It's great. Um, but I like the Inquisitors because you get them in Fallen Order as well and you get them in Rebels but they're not really elsewhere in the Star Wars canon that much aside from the Darth Vader comics which they're obviously
0: bloody makes it everywhere up. in
1: Rebels. Pop up left, right and centre don't they? They're a very clever way to have it so that it's, uh, like nearing the time of A New Hope it's not just constantly Vader pursuing them. Yeah. It's a really yeah, good yeah. way of doing it. And they were in like the original 1970s radio dramas which we've seen <laughs> Legends. There was like a mention of the Inquisitors in it somewhat. Right. Um, but I think it might be in, in the yeah. Legend something else in Legends as well. But anyway, I really like the Inquisitors. I thought the Grand Inquisitor, I thought he was alright. I I get I could recognise him and I was like, okay, I see where they're going for. And I think as I think in the second episode he looks more like he does in the comics. I think when they first introduced him, not as much. But I don't know, it's I think the actor's fine. I think the problem is is that people are actually putting almost too much weight on what the Grand Inquisitor is going to do I think the episode end was symbolic of being like the Grand Inquisitor's is not really going to be in it very much anymore you know and we're going to focus more on Reaver and then obviously as Vader comes into it he's going to take the stand
0: yeah maybe so
1: I don't I don't really want the Grand Inquisitor was not a character I saw and I was like you know what I need more Grand Inquisitor like I saw him a bit in the it's like a ghosty version of him in one of the Star Wars comics set around uh, Empire Strikes Back that's pretty cool and he's in the Charles Hulveda comics, and that's pretty cool. But I'm not clamouring for him. I'd much rather see what Reaver's doing.
0: It is nice to see new characters. Do you like Reaver? Well, no, she's not a nice person. As a character? <laughs> um, I don't really know enough about her yet.
1: So you want to find out why she's so angry? Yeah. And that'll determine if you like her or not?
0: Yeah, because if it's a stupid reason, then I won't like her.
1: You won't like her as a character if it's a stupid reason? Well, yeah. What would you think is it? So is a non-stupid reason the one you gave earlier, which is she hates
0: obi I think that's the America. most likely reason, but I do think that that's irrational. Hm. Mm. Like, how is Obi-Wan? Like, if, if this is the actual reason, obviously that's just guesswork. We mm. don't know... Whether it's because she's mad at Obi-Wan for not protecting the Jedi Order, because the whole Jedi Order doesn't fall onto his shoulders. Like, arguably, if it was going to fall onto anyone's shoulders, it would be Yoda's. I think it's more so because Anakin was his Padawan, so he didn't train him properly. Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, Anakin... Like, oh, well, anyway, that's a whole other debate. <laughs> That's a whole discussion. <laughs> um, but, like, if it is that reason, hmm. then I think that's a bit naff. Like, I'm kind of hoping it's something that's going to be a bit more of a twist. Right. Like, if I can figure out the reason, that's not a good enough reason. Mm. I'm not very good at deducing what is going to happen. Mm. I normally go for the most obvious option, which is generally incorrect. So Depends I'm... Depends on what we watch. Huh? Depends on
1: what we watch. Some, certain films like Pixar movies are normally...
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, that they're, like, originally made for children, aren't they? So, like... But... Yeah, I'm hoping it's not going to be that. I'm hoping it is going to be something else so that there is actually more of a valid reason as to why she's specifically gunning for him. Mm. Or if, like, Vader's promised her something yeah. and that's the reason that she's doing it. I hope there's, like, an actual legitimate reason as to why she's like that and that'll probably might, like, it'll add more to her character. Yeah. But then I guess there's going to be some sort of arc with her. Probably. I imagine. So. Oh, like Obi Wan's gonna make her find her path to the light side.
1: Maybe I think it will be more so probably like she'll have the choice between protecting Obi Wan against Vader or not, and she'll attack Vader, and she'll kind of be doing it to prove her strength, but also kind of be doing it because of realizing that Vader and the and the Emperor and the Empire aren't actually what's best for the galaxy.
0: My only question is right, like Obi Wan says. The Inquisitors are all, like, well, not all of them, but most of them are Jedi hmm. that fell to the dark side after Order 66. How did they survive Order 66? Like, he said that they fell to the dark side after it happened, but surely at that point, all of the clones would have gone for them anyway because they would still have been Jedi. Um, I th- the general idea
1: is some of them just, like, Grand Inquisitor just turned straight away. He always felt, like, betrayed by the Jedi. And things like they'd never let him read through the forbidden section in the archives and he would resent Jocasta Nu for that and things. And Who's so it's Joe
0: Castanou, the librarian.
1: Yeah, the one I don't like yeah. didn't like from Attack of the Clones, but she gets a bit more character and other content that I like her more. But in <laughs> well, that, if it's not in sits, the
0: archives, uh, it doesn't exist.
1: It's like, Well you're wrong, and you're being rude to Obi Wan, how dare you? <laughs> um But he—that's his kind of thing. And then there's also one called Proset Dibs. He's in like a Mace Windu comic, and it's basically he gets put in like Jedi prison. They don't execute him; they just kind of lock him away. And then when the Empire takes over, they any other Jedi that were locked up for being bad, they let them out. Right. And there were certain Jedi that were easier to turn, but a lot of them just—they kill loads of clones, and then Vader goes to capture them. And then Vader's like, "Oh, you're quite strong. I'll incapacitate you by cutting your arm off or something." and then bring you in, and then I'll torture you, and either you'll tell me what the Jedi are, you'll die, or you'll become an Inquisitor. This is the way? Kind of, yeah. That's what he did to a lot of them. But yeah, I really like the Inquisitors. I think they're interesting. And I'm, I'm very interested to see how, like, with Vader coming into it, like, that's pretty much how it ends. You know, you get um, Kenobi and Leia managing to escape. You know, ha- um, Haja kind of helps them. It seems it's kind of unclear if he actually does help them or not.
0: I well, yeah, he does help them because they get up to that pod.
1: But he says to that that kid and him talk about how much they'd be worth and tricking them as they leave their little place. You know, the kid comes and goes. Oh my god, look, we just missed them. They're worth loads of money. Oh yeah, let's go get them. And then he yeah, goes out. I guess. And it's like, is he getting them or is he actually
0: doing the right thing? Like, I don't know, but I think he might end up dead. Yeah. We didn't we didn't see him die, so I think he's gonna be alive again. To well, he's probably gonna be the one who has a redemption arc.
1: Trying to like go from con man. That's quite a common thing in Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. a smuggler, con man. Yeah, there's that himself. the guy that stutters a lot. He
0: so does ben, that.
1: Benicio del Toro. The
0: one with the flower,
1: the lapels. Uh, well, yeah, he's not. That's who they're they're searching for. The guy with the lapel. where they find?
0: The him. Yeah, yeah. What's the name? Senior locksmith or something. The, the DJ. No, no, no. What's the
1: the oh the code breaker?
0: But yeah, something like that. Master code breaker. Master
1: code breaker, Anyway, yeah. um, well, he he goes bad. He goes good then bad. Benicio del Toro's character yeah but um yeah we think the Cold man sort of thing that's quite a thing for Star Wars where it's kind of like moral middle ground looking out for themselves and so Kenobi and uh, Leia escape but just after Kenobi finds out the bombshell that Anakin Skywalker is still alive as Vader yeah. whoa who saw that coming I mean Wait, I don't realise Anakin
0: Skywalker is Vader yeah what <laughs> when did that happen <laughs> that didn't happen in Kenobi <laughs> I haven't seen any other Star Wars content, Mike. I've only seen Kenobi. Can you imagine? I think it would. I mean, I still would know that because they did it in the intro for the prequels, didn't they? That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah I thought you and McGregor did some absolutely fantastic facial acting mm. when he found out that Anakin was Vader.
1: Yeah, yeah, you really felt it. You're like, then oh. he was like, oh my god, he's still alive. It
0: gives me vibes along with something else that I'm not going to say in case people haven't seen the thing that I'm referring to. Okay. (laughs) Which is very, very cryptic, and I'm sorry, but... you have
1: to let me know afterwards. Um, But yeah, so you get that, then uh, Reva stabs the Grand Equista, Obi-Wan and Leia escape. And then the final uh, small scene that you get to see right at the end is vader in the bacta tank oh yes with the mask on and all wrinkly like a prune yeah his head and his sort of shoulders you don't get to see the rest of him yet that's going to be a big reveal but i loved i know john williams scored a kenobi theme and i i don't know if he did all of the music but the music in this was amazing like especially in the second episode it was so intense and it really made it feel very you know it was thrilling
0: i'm not gonna lie i don't remember any of the music at all. I like, when I watch things for the first time, I have to like, we've had podcasts before where people were talking about the score and I'm like, (laughs) it's like I could have watched it on mute. Um, I think it impacts you
1: more than you realise. Yeah,
0: but I'm like so focused on trying to remember what actually happened in the episode. I have no recollection of any of the music that I heard.
1: Mine was mainly, I was just feeling it a lot and especially when Vader came in, it was like really big, slow, like it was quite horror-esque. The music.
0: I remember hearing
1: I thought that was quite good You did an alright inhale but not very good exhale
0: there. I thought my exhale was good You couldn't hear it at all No, my inhale you couldn't hear
1: You can hear that That's
0: bit. an exhale Oh. The- anyway, that was a fantastic Darth Vader impersonation
1: Right, yes A um, couple of other little cameo things to mention uh, I've checked online and um, well, according to Wikipedia and presumably the credits of the episode, Anthony Daniels was to see three PO in the first episode when you saw the golden
0: protocol is that droid? The OG guy, yeah, yeah, he's oh, right. been
1: three PO in everything.
0: Oh. I thought I saw three PO.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's with Leia. So
0: yeah, it just made me. It was just weird because I thought I saw three PO, and then she got served by a different protocol droid, and I was yeah. like, "That's not three PO." I'm fairly that's certain. a girl. <laughs> I'm fairly
1: sure that protocol droid is also in the the Leia comics as well. I think they both. But three PO, you know, at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, is given to Bail, and I think he. He does some small stuff for the rebellion and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then you. Why also are you got... saying
0: thank you to a droid? Oh yeah, they're beneath yeah. me.
1: Oh, uh, they. Her cousin's a dickhead. That was yeah. When Leia like absolutely destroyed. Oh yeah, that was actually was fantastic. That was really it was good. So good. It's like yes, yes.
0: There's the spicy Leia. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She, the, the kid actress who plays her, it did a really good job, and also obviously the writing and the direction. It really did feel, as you said earlier, like a young Leia. It yeah. really matched up to how we know she acts both i know in the book and also as everyone else knows in the original trilogy which is the main part of it the rebellious streak um and then you've also got a character called um i think vect necro or N- not crew um and he's a pirate played by flea who's the bassist over Chili peppers he's he does do other acting but you know i thought i'd mention that um and then i've got a couple of other very minor things which was there was a droid that looked a little bit like Fallom. i think it's called one jac so, don't know. And people also kept commenting how old he looks, which I quite liked because it's trying... How trendy. old who looks? Obi-Wan. Like, Leia, say, um, Leia says it works oh, at right. and so okay. does someone else. Thinks, yeah, someone else says he looks old and things, and tired or whatever. And I think it works well because, obviously, 10 years of living in a cave like that with two sons is pretty intense.
0: It would be pretty intense.
1: Yes. And then I really like the moment in the part, the second episode, where Obi-Wan doesn't say Padme's name, but says that...
0: I Leia did I mind. did like the nod to Padme.
1: And I like he didn't specifically mention her, because if it it's like, oh, you remind me and Padme. me, like, who's that? It's like, oh <laughs>
0: Does she know... She knows that she's adopted at this point.
1: Yeah, they mention it in this, and from what I read... Yeah, because book,
0: her cousin says that she's not a real Organa. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think from the very start, the entire public of Alderaan and also Leia knew. Right,
0: like, okay. It was just
1: public knowledge that they uh, adopted her, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's more or less all of the sort of notes and things, apart from asking, did you enjoy...
0: No. Cool. Nice. I hated it. Hated every it. single second. Did, which episode do you prefer? Um, also just a joke and say that I didn't hate it, no, <laughs> if I, that's not very much I obvious. I thought you were going to elaborate on what you liked about
1: it to then um,
0: up. I think I preferred the second episode because more stuff happened in it. Yeah, I agree. But... It was exciting in the first episode when you hadn't seen Obi Wan yet, and then yeah. you were like waiting for him to turn around so that you could just see his face. Yeah. I kept tapping Mike's leg and pointing at him. I was like, that's him. <laughs> that's him. I was like, I know. Chopping up meat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it like a giant crate dragon or something like that, but don't know. Could have been. Could
0: have been a crate dragon. Could quite possibly have been. Um, no, yeah, I did really like it. I think it has started out strong.
1: Mm-hmm. And you prefer the second episode a bit more.
0: Yeah, I thought they were good. I thought both of them were good. I just think I preferred the second one, yeah, slightly more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I'm not going to necessarily do ratings going forward on this, but I think if I was to rate them, episode one would be like an 8.2 and episode two would be an 8.5. I'm not
0: going to rate them, but I'm going to rate
1: them. I'm going to rate them now, but I'm not going (laughs) to ask all my guests going forward to rate all of them. I'm used to rating them with you.
0: Here is your success criteria for rating everybody. (laughs) (laughs) There are rules in place.
1: <laughs> yes, you must focus on the cinematography and the... No, I'm not going to... Please
0: make sure you listen to the score. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even though I didn't look up who did the score, but still. Um, there was also one other little tidbit which I haven't looked up the name of the species because I'm bad and Mega was mad at me for taking too long to start, but the... Correct you- information. I was about to say you were nodding their nods, like they can't hear the nod. Um- <laughs> <laughs> they can sense it they can with sense- the force. They can sense the nod. Um, but the creature that Kenobi rode on in Part One was a bantam. In no, it I wasn't. know, I know, it wasn't a bantam. You're a Banther fodder.
0: How very dare you, Carabast? Carabast.
1: That's not an insult to me. That's I know it's
0: a, not an insult. It's a swear word. Yeah, I know Star Wars more than you. Anyway, quick. Um So it was like a camel.
1: It was like a camel thing. It's in the Phantom Menace. That's you, you see it in that really lame part. I like, wish I'd cut out the film, which is. When all the kids. When
0: oh, when Jar Jar steps in poo.
1: Yeah, and oh no, there's yeah, there's that bit, and also (laughs) it farts, and he turns it turns around at him, Um. and he's like ooh, and then it like looks him weirdly.
0: Yes. Mm. Good old Jar Jar.
1: Good old Jar Jar. Oh, just quick predictions before we wrap this up. So, oh, oh, we saw the fun thing we forgot to mention. We saw the clone trooper, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we saw the clone trooper that was begging for money, and he had a long beard. So, Mm. is it Rex? But at the same time, it. Again, I can't say certain things, in case people haven't seen other stuff, well, I'd say what were you going to say about?
1: But he's. Oh, I see. So we are. Um, you're saying you don't want to say about a certain show he appears in because it spoils his fate in this.
0: Yeah. Right. I, I don't see. want to say anything else about a different show in case those other people haven't seen that show. I see what you're saying. Anyway, it it could be Rex or it could just be yeah, another Rex plane the, Trooper. Rex because planets. obviously at this point it might it might just be a nod to because obviously Obi wan has just been living in a cave for ten years and he's left. All of that behind him. The last thing that happened to him as a Jedi was Order 66. Yeah. And obviously the fight with Anakin. Yeah. Um, But I don't know whether that is Rex or Mm. if it's just a random clone trooper or it's just a nod to, here's your trauma. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because obviously he's forced himself out of his hidey hole Mm. to go and save Leia. Mm. It might just be like, hey... PTSD, remember me? Like, yeah. this is the problem. This is why you've been in your cave for so long.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah, I think that's... that's I it Kind of it works with the theme of the show and it's very mirrored to him. It's kind of, as you say, looking at a reflection on himself in a lot of ways. And obviously, they cause the trauma as well. Yeah. yeah, and
0: also at that point as well, he's trying to stay in cover, isn't he? He doesn't yeah. want to out himself. So obviously seeing a clone trooper...
1: Yeah, like, what if they recognise me? What if
0: they recognise him? <laughs> yeah. Because to him surely at this point he just looks like every other clone trooper.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would presume so.
0: Yeah. And so, as well,
1: um, obviously Qui-Gon Jinn has mentioned this in the recap and also Obi-Wan calls out to him in episode one after he has like a nightmare, I think. It's just after, just before he has a nightmare. And so I think my prediction um, is that Everyone's going to go off and do all these things. Uh, I think he's going to battle with Vader on the second to last episode. And I think the last episode, he's going to get back to his heart on Tatooine. And then the last thing we see is him having a conversation with qui Well,
0: he definitely has to have a conversation with him. Like, the last thing that Yoda says to him is that he's got training for him in order to... Learn that in order to speak to, and Qui-gon. that was even in the
1: recap. Like why they've included that in the yeah, recap? Yeah, exactly. If it was relevant, and so, also it's in the certain point of view book that it by the time of a new hope, just before Luke shows up, he talks to Qui Gon.
0: So yeah, it definitely has to happen, even if it's just like a nod to it. Yeah, even if you just
1: see Liam Neeson as a Force Ghost, I like to hear from him because um, I think was great. you
0: mean a spirit guide.
1: <laughs> I do not. Well, that's what they're
0: called. <laughs> mm.
1: um, so yeah, I. I'm excited to see where this goes. This is, you know, I didn't didn't necessarily know what I expected, but the fact that if there's like a good reason for him to leave, Tatooine, he's got a goal. It's not just him. It doesn't feel like him kind of going up against Vader or coming out hiding for no real reason. It's like a really important thing. Like it's the only other thing that's more important or as important as trying to protect Luke.
0: Yeah, I'm intrigued to see where it is going to go though because I don't want it to just be with Leia.
1: I want Leia to be delivered home in the next episode, and him doing that, and then he's going to have to be like, I have to go, they're on my tail. See, I
0: don't think that's going to happen. I think someone's going to intercept them, Mm. and it's going to be just like an ongoing thing.
1: You think she's going to be in it?
0: I don't think she's going to be in it for the whole time, but I don't think she's going to get dropped off safely to Alderaan in the next episode. I think there's going to be something that's going to put a kink in the works.
1: I think Obi-Wan might save, like, almost a point where he like, pops to a skateboard and shoots her down to Alderaan when they're nearby, as the Inquisitors kind of capture him, and he lets, he has the choice, and he gets it so that Leia can go back to Alderaan, and he just gets captured, and then he gets put in front of Darth Vader,
0: mm-hmm. and that's yeah. like how
1: episode three or four maybe ends, and then you get the full confrontation episode five, and it doesn't cut away from that, it's just Obi-Wan and Vader talking,
0: yeah maybe with some flashbacks in there or something. So. I do want to see some flashbacks. That would be cool. Uh, yeah, a flashback. I don't necessarily episode. how they're going to do them. Though, are they going to put that de aging thing on Christian? What's his name? Hayden Christensen. Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Because obviously he's it was twenty. He years has later. he has aged like Ewan McGregor hasn't aged as much because he was older. Yeah, exactly. if that makes sense. Yeah, the first. Whereas is obviously, like to age a
1: lot more. Than Hayden
0: Christensen second. was was younger, so now. That it's past time, there's a noticeable difference. Yeah, he
1: went from like his early to mid 20s to his early to mid 40s. Yeah. Whereas Hugh McGregor went from his like mid 30s to mid 50s. Yeah,
0: he doesn't really look that much different to be well, I think the facial hair is
1: a big part of it as well, because Hayden <laughs> Christensen was clean shaven both times. And obviously, he was meant to seem young as well in uh, the prequels. So I think he, he also looks a bit younger than he actually is. True. So, but I'm intrigued to see. I want there to be flashbacks. I would like to see in Ahsoka live-action Ahsoka would pop up, but I don't know if Rosario Dawson would work because she might be too...
0: I don't know. if I don't think Ahsoka's going to pop up in this. Is she?
1: Well, I just think that because Disney have got the capabilities to do all these things...
0: I don't want kind of them sense. to just shove a load of characters in for the sake of it. But she's like...
1: very important to Anakin and it'd be good to see a moment between Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka in live-action because we're not going to get a live-action Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka all talking and things. So if we get that... We've not had that before, so if we get that in a flashback, it would be really, really cool. It would, to but say. again, I
0: don't know how it would work because Ahsoka's going to have gotten older as well.
1: Yeah, the actress who plays uh, Rosario Dawson in live action, obviously,
0: like in the Clone Wars, she's like what a teenager,
1: younger yeah. than that, teenager. Yeah, so uh, they may recast her as a young Ahsoka.
0: Ah, right, um, yeah, okay,
1: potentially, or they might try with Rosario Dawson, but I don't think that would work because where we've seen Ahsoka previously. Um, throughout Star Wars, in more than one era, she, her appearance does change each time. Yeah, and, and time also
0: gap. because she's not human. Yes. I think it would be easy, uh harder to edit that. Mm. <laughs> like she's got the like leku. tentacle things.
1: Yeah, the montrals Yeah, oh, leku. Um, yeah, yeah, because she's the the species Togruta. And same of Shark too, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see like a Ahsoka flashback. I'd be happy if they did it right, but I want at least one flashback of Anakin and Obi Wan in the Clone Wars, wearing the Clone Wars armor with the things on their arms yeah. and the chest plate, and them talking. Just a, just a little bit more Hayden Christensen as Anakin. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, I want to see that as well. Yeah. Cool Leo. Well, we've been talking for a long time and it's been really fun, Megan. I appreciate it. So, and I'm sure our audience loves it too. because we always, always get so many compliments when Megan is uh, in the podcasting realm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe she'll come back for another chat on Kenobi. We'll see, won't we, Megan?
0: Yeah, we will see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell people where they can find you?
0: I mean, you can find me on Instagram, but to be honest, I haven't posted in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: we've been very busy with house stuff. Has been,
0: I haven't posted in about a month. Yeah. Nearly a month. We got the keys to the house on the 6th of May. So
1: Today's the 27th of weeks,
0: May. Yeah. So yeah, three and a half weeks ago is like the last time I posted on my Instagram page. Pretty
1: much, yeah. Soon so
0: apologies, house. but if you want to go to that, it's Grits Gets Fit.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> or you can listen to her on my what, our Patreon, patreon.com slash chat, uh, where every week we release at least one episode of Afterthoughts, uh, where me and Megan do basically this. Uh, we talk about holidays, TV series documentaries, live performances. And sometimes I'm even sleepier than what I am now. Sometimes she's very sleepy, very, very <laughs> sleepy and gets quite mad at me. But it's fun because it's entertaining, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so much fun.
1: <laughs> I've been mean, Harry Potter and Star Wars, all kinds of things on there. Yeah, so but check Mike-
0: Where can they find you? At Genuine Chit Chat on
1: Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Uh, You can follow me, see snippets of Genuine Chit Chat episodes. If you've not listened to my show, Genuine Chit Chat, and you enjoyed this, please check out my conversation with Kevin Scott or Claudia Gray, who are both High Republic architects, or Dominic Pace, who is in The Mandalorian, um, or Paolo Villanelli, who draws... um, the Bounty Hunters comics in Star Wars. So lots of people to do with Star Wars. You can check out my YouTube channel where everything's in playlists so it's easy to find or you can just type in Genuine Chit Chat Star Wars. Obviously on this feed of Comics in Motion if you're listening on a podcast app I do my episodes of Star Wars comics in canon more or less every single Saturday. It's just when there's special episodes like this I may not necessarily do one but there's always something released uh, where I tackle every Star Wars comic and you never have had to have read a Star Wars comic ever in your life or any comic of any kind. Uh, I go through the plot details, talk about the many connections and planets and species and all kinds of things it's a great way to get into the comic realm of Star Wars but that is going to be enough from the two of us thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week with another one Um, I imagine it will be released slightly earlier because I think episodes of Kenobi are now going to be on Wednesdays which will make life a lot easier Uh, and I'm going to have more guests on so it's going to be a barrel of fun so I should have started this by saying hello there oh well but
0: um, (laughs) you messed up I
1: did I messed up right at the very end
0: goodbye there that doesn't really Oh, I'm sorry that I was trying to make amends for your mistakes. You should have said General Kenobi. I say whatever I want, Michael. <laughs> so, there. Well, thank you very much, so much, guys. Please let us know
1: on various social media channels, also at Comics in Motion P, uh, and check out all the other amazing shows on that network, uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts and things. And yeah, let us know. Either contact myself or Megan if you want, or uh, or, or Comics Emotion to ask what you thought about Kenobi. In fact, people message Megan. At Grits gets fit and just tell her. You what can you message thought.
0: me, but you know you might not get a reply for a while. I'm I'm not the greatest. You didn't reply to people who are like like your best friend who contact you. Who just... Oh yeah, one of my closest friends. It took me like four months to reply to my message. <laughs>
1: so don't be offended I will respond to things though so that's your choice it's a gamble if you want a response don't go for Megan
0: yeah if you want a, a surefire response go for Mike but if you want a cheeky little risk <laughs> a risky send, send me a message back
1: Kenobi <laughs> oh man uh, but thank you so much uh, friends for listening we appreciate all of you and we'll talk to you again soon bye The intro for Star Wars Comics and Canon is arranged by myself, Mike Burton, and the backing music was made by Eric Matias of soundimage.org.
0: You have just experienced host, creator, everything elseer of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.